The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat, and their father Zebedee, mending their nets, he called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of, Ga all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. So we're finally in the Gospel of Matthew for uh, this liturgical year, and we're going to be going through the Gospel of Matthew uh, for most of the Sundays during this year. And we have here at the very beginning, we're, we're in the fourth chapter of Matthew's Gospel, but we're really at the very beginning of Jesus's public ministry. Um, the only things that have really been left out uh, up to this point are the, the infancy narratives and then Jesus's baptism, where he hears the voice of the Father speaking to him, you are my beloved son, you are my dear, dear child, and you, I am very well pleased, I take great delight in you. And then after that, we see in the Gospel of Matthew that Jesus is, goes into the desert to um, really to do battle with the devil, to, to enter into uh, combat against these ways. Jesus realized who he is after his baptism. Well, he realizes who he is, but we see him, we see him anointed as God's, uh, as God's king, as the son of God. Certainly the second person of the Blessed Trinity, but also the one who is at the head of his people who is going to bring God's kingdom uh, in, to bear in the world. And part of the temptations that he deals with in the desert are all the wrong ways of going about this. When the devil is trying to tempt him to implement God's kingdom in ways that would really simply be shortcuts and they would be contrary to God's purposes. And Jesus overcomes those. And so now we see him entering into the actual work of bringing God's kingdom about. And so that's what we're talking about here when, uh, when, when we say from that time, when we read from that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so just a, just a quick note, we, I think, especially in the contemporary world, we're tempted to think when we hear heaven, we think of uh, the, it's that geographical place in the afterlife that's the good place. And um, so it really, it really has, it's really far off. It, hasn't, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this reality. Well, if that's the case, then what Jesus is saying here makes absolutely no sense. But actually, 
what St. Matthew means and what Jesus means when he's saying heaven, heaven is a way of, that Jesus' people at the time would use to, to give reverence to even the title of God. So instead of saying the kingdom of God, they wanted to say the kingdom of heaven. Heaven, the, the reality where God's will is done perfectly and freely, that, that, overlocks and, and, uh, that overlaps and interlocks with our, uh, our reality, that of earth. The kingdom of heaven, we hear from Jesus, is at hand. And so it's, our, it's ours to repent. And okay, we're not in Lent yet, so we, we have plenty of time to focus on repentance when Lent arrives in a few weeks. But of course, it makes sense to, to meditate on what it means to repent even now, because really, the whole of, Christian, of the Christian life is repentance. And so what do we mean when we say repentance? It's not simply feeling bad about what I've done. That's, that's guilt. Guilt, guilt, can be, guilt. Guilt can be helpful, but if I feel bad about what, I, what I've done, but I just keep doing it and I have no intention of turning toward God, then it doesn't really do anything. I'm just, put it this way. Do, when, when we've been on the receiving end of an, of an apology, we can tell when it's, when it's meaningful and we can tell when it's, when it's simply words. And the way that we tell that it's simply words is by somebody will say, I'm sorry, and then do it all over again without any concern for, for changing their ways. Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom, God's kingdom of holiness and justice, the one that is intended to set the world to rights, the one that is supposed to bring the world back under his just and saving rule and set everything in its right order, that is here. So for, and the invitation is open to anybody who has ears to hear that we are welcomed into that kingdom, but we are welcomed into that kingdom on the terms that we let Jesus reorder our hearts so that we're able to, so that we're able to take part in that kingdom, that our hearts can be set in right order so that they can stand in that kingdom of holiness and justice and bring that kingdom of holiness and justice to bear through our own lives, through our own actions. And so this call to repentance is, is for us to realize we've been going our own way. We've been, going away from, we've been going away from God. We've been going in a direction that's contrary to God's purposes, to his plans, not only for the world, but for our own lives. And he's saying, realize how exhausting, how tiresome that is, and turn around, place, face your entire life, everything that you have and that you are, in God's direction, and follow after that, because that is going to bring the proper fulfillment to our lives. That is going to make us into the people that God is calling us to be. And if we have any question as to what that looks like, this is why we have this story of the call of Simon and Andrew and James and John. Because we see what that call looks like. It's not simply this impersonal call that's uh, this general kind of almost not, not, not even real call. No, it's Jesus. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. They were, they were working at a trade. 
And he says to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Again, he walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. This is what the call to repentance looks like. Jesus comes and meets us where we are, and he says, follow me. Stop spending your life in vain pursuits. Stop expending all that you have and all that you are for things that don't give a return, their proper return, that they don't have eternal purpose. Instead, follow after me and my kingdom of holiness and justice. And we hear later in the Gospel of Matthew, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the call that's issued to us as we're called to repent, to turn away from the things that draw us away from God and turn back to God. Jesus issues the invitation personally again and again, follow me, follow me. And as we follow him, we come to know ourselves also to be beloved of God. We are the beloved children of God. We are his dear, dear children in whom he takes great delight. And really, that is the only thing that allows us to advance, that allows us to follow after Jesus, because we do not have the strength if we do not realize that we are loved and forgiven by God. Without that realization, without having that foundation of love that is able to sustain us even through the darkness that we see all around us, we're not going to be able to persevere. We're not going to have the strength to continue to follow our loving Lord and Master Jesus. And so we hear the call. We let Jesus enter into our hearts. We, we let the call that we see in the, on the pages of the gospel come to life, have the full effect that it's intended to have, and speak into the, reach into the very depths of our hearts let the light that, he, that, we are that we hear about in the prophet Isaiah and quoted again in the gospel passage, let that light shine into the very depths of our heart so that filled with that light, we can shine in the darkness that we see all around us. Not pursuing the methods of darkness to combat the darkness, but letting the, the, the animating force of Jesus' entire life and ministry that of self-giving love, fill our hearts and so that we can, be, we can have hearts like unto his and with our hearts transformed by that love, by that forgiveness, we're able to continue his saving work of proclaiming the good news that the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom of holiness and justice, it's not only at hand, it's breaking into our world here and now. God is slowly but surely and faithfully bringing his kingdom to bear first in and through our lives in the very depths of our hearts and through us we small creatures that we are have a part in bringing God's kingdom to bear he entrusts that work to us and we're sustained by the love of God which we encountered especially 
when we bring everything that we have and we are to this altar so that we can be fed by his word made flesh, by his body and blood, filled with his very life and filled with his very spirit. Knowing that we're that loved and that we have that offer of forgiveness, it's ours, my friends, to continue every time we realize we're going in a direction away from God. It's ours to take notice, correct course, and turn and follow him with everything that we have and everything that we are.